right, Werewolf Radio listeners. Tonight, we got Gus and Annie giving us creepy stories from around the globe. We got stories from the Hawaiian Islands, Ireland, Mexico, and Newcastle, Pennsylvania. Hey, Well, without further ado, I bring to you from Thousand Oaks, California. It's Gus and Annie with T Magic on Werewolf Radio. Ow! Gus back in the 90s at the garage. I met Annie at Bar Deluxe. The 90s were crazy and we have great stories and we all came from that weird realm that we're about to get into with Gus and Annie from Thousand Oaks. All right, Werewolf Radio listeners, I'm here with Adriana and Gus, and we're going to talk about all kinds of shit, mostly as spooky as you can get. But let's start off by talking about your how you got to some of these stories that we're about to get into, is you had some travel under your belt. So, yeah, um, well, I did have some travel under my belt. I, I traveled a lot when I was 25. So, but to start off with traveling at 25, I have to go back to when I was 13. So when I was 13, I went to Ireland with my mom, who's from Ireland, and we stayed in her, we stayed at um, my aunt's and uncle's house in Ireland. And when I was there, I was 13 years old, it's 1976, my mom is from a town called Tralee in County Kerry. And they've got this, I'd say, world famous festival called the Rose of Tralee. And it attracts people from all over the world, or all over Europe, maybe. And, and you were saying um, that, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but uh, that Tom Waits has. Yeah, that Tom much. Waits actually references the Rose of Tralee in one of his songs. And. Um, so when I was there at 13, I met a lot of people who were traveling and backpacking from other parts of Europe. And I thought, wow, this is something I really, really want to do. And um, 12 years later, when I was 25, I actually did that. I started traveling around Europe. Um, and I spent five months, I think, traveling around Europe. Wow. I mean, and we were talking about, like, I've only been to, you know, the surrounding Mexico, Canada, and then just recently Costa Rica, and I need to get to my motherland. I need to get to Italy. And there's huge paranormal and, I mean, there's an actual alchemist class that you take, and I don't even know where, I have to call my friend Meg, that took the class. And it's, you go underground, and there's like these like huts. They're like huts above ground. But when you get underground, it's like a auditorium. Oh, wow. And, it's, and, they're, and they have an American, well, an English translator uh, that translates. So you take notes for this class of alchemy. So it's like, she's like, this shit is for real Harry Potter shit. You know what I mean? Like, I love Harry and Potter. And she went, <laughs> she went in and took this class and I was like, oh my God, I, I really want to do that. That'd be great. But first, let me get my feet wet. I'm late bloomer at traveling because, I mean, I've been okay. broke forever. Better late than never. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, right? Yeah. So that's a, a goal. And not only that, just hearing stories like, oh, this and all these paranormal, uh, you know, podcasts and watch everything on Tubi that has to deal with it. And it just worldwide, but I mean, Italy and Ireland and yeah. have epic, you know, paranormal and ghosty 
creepy stories and weird, just weird stuff. Sometimes they're not even creepy. It's just like, you know, there's ghosts that visit and, or, you know, or something that happens that you just can't explain. Right. So I don't want to sound like, oh, we're ghosty, but there's just unexplainable things. Right. And I, I know my mom would always, my mom is full of stories. And yeah. so maybe she should be on your podcast at some point. But <laughs> oh, um, when they're older, the better. When yeah. you get old people telling old <laughs> ghosty stories is the best. So, but I remember growing up, I'd always be, I'd always hear these stories. My friends would come over and she'd always tell these stories. But there's a couple of stories that really kind of stand out for me. So one of the stories um, is she would talk about Halloween there. And Halloween there was very different than it is here. You don't go. Like how? When you don't go trick or treating for candy is they would have bonfires on the street and everybody would stay around the bonfire so that they were all together throughout that night because spirits would wander the countryside, right? And safety so, in numbers. Exactly. Like safety in numbers. <laughs> but she said that at one time, one of these bonfire nights, they, they noticed like this magnificent light coming out of a well that was apparently in the town. Wow. And, and so some people went over to see what it was and they discovered at the time that there was some, um, I guess, priests artifacts that were buried in the well because there was a time when Ireland was still under English control and you weren't allowed to have Catholic priests practice. And so they would have they would hide some of their There's stuff. The Protestant and Catholic right, yeah. divide, hence the Jameson and uh, Bushmills. <laughs> I mean, apparently it's the same liquor, but it's blessed differently. Oh, interesting! I had no idea. Yeah, it's about it's that. like there's no difference between Bushmills and Jameson. I I guarantee you, if there's a comment on any of this, they're gonna be like, "Bullshit!" Oh, Jameson's, Bushmills, blah blah blah, but. That right. is the, the thing. So I, I remember growing up, she would tell stories about Ireland and how, you know, in the old days, obviously well before her time, um, that, you know, they weren't allowed to practice their religion, their Catholicism. And so at some point, these priests must have hid certain, like, artifacts or whatever in this well. And wow. then through that night, there was, like, this brilliant light. They discovered these artifacts. Okay, wow. So that's, like, the first sort of ghost story. With, like, my mom, I would say. Did, are they, like, uh, displayed anywhere? Or? I have no idea, and, and I have no idea whether or not what she said is true. Right. Right. <laughs> it's what she said. It's, it's a rad story. You know, <laughs> right, we got the hearsays. Right. And so then the, then the second, um, another strange story, this one involves a banshee. Okay, and so the story of the banshees is that the banshee will wail when a family member who is part of a family whose name starts with O or Mick or Mac has passed away. So my mom's a Murphy, mm-hmm. but the Gaelic form of Murphy is, is, doesn't, it doesn't sound like Murphy. It's, right. I don't even know how to pronounce oh, it. Oh, like there's, I, I okay. know a lot of New York Irish people that I'm like, that is not even pronounce uh, right exactly <laughs> yeah right yeah. okay so the gaelic form of murphy um whatever it is it starts with an o or it starts with the mac there's right. a couple of different deviations uh, what do you call it deviations, deviations yeah <laughs> so she when she was 14 15 years old she she ran away from home and went to london um and she hooked up with her older sister who was a nightclub singer in london and she was able to get a job at one of these gentlemen's clubs, <laughs> which is not what you think it is. Um, it's it could be kind of, like a Playboy Bunnies, like well, cocktail waitress. It's, not, it's definitely not a Playboy Bunny type of well, club. Cocktail waitress. But um, it's the gentlemen clubs in London were like political parties. It's where people would stay when they were in London, away from their homes. Real quick, intervene. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Pennyworth? No, I've never even heard Pennyworth of is a DC comic thing that came out on Epics. I think it's on HBO Max now. But it's about Alfred, who was oh, yeah. the it's butler for, for Batman. And how he started, whatever, and he ran a gentleman's club. And a, what you're saying is pretty spot okay. on to how it is. It's so oi boy, knock around. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's 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 great, but go ahead. I'll have to look at that. So, yeah, you're going to dig it. So um, the places, she worked at two clubs when she was in London. One was the Reform Club and one was the uh, Junior Carlton Club. And I think in the um, recent 80, what is it, 80 Days Around the World? Mm-hmm. Um, it's like that kind of a club, mm-hmm. okay? Old boy. An old boy club, <laughs> yeah. right? And so what they would do is she would set the tables for lunch set the tables for dinner, and then they disappeared. They never saw the people there, but she had room and board there. So one night she was in, you know, she was taking a bath. It was a hot bath, and she said she heard a banshee howl, okay? And she said she immediately got cold, like just shivers around her. And sure enough, the next day she got, like, news that an uncle had passed away at that very time that she was in the bathtub and heard the banshee. (laughs) <laughs> Coincidence? No, I yeah. think not, yeah. dear sir. Conjecture? Yeah. What could it be? And I mean, like, and it's such a trip because you are of Irish and Mexican descent, right? Oh, yeah. So yeah. you got, I'm sure you probably got some Mexican stories as I well. I do. My, my dad. Gus, my great... Filipino baby, you got some stories, <laughs> I'm sure, as well. And then, you know, I just have all mine just in the East Coast of uh, the country. Oh, yeah, in, in I'm the sure. US. Yeah. Well, my mom had traveled, what, she had gone back to Ireland at some point when she was, you know, much older after she'd been in the U.S. for a while. And she traveled with her next door neighbor who was Italian background. And she remembers being in some hotel and they were each in their own bed and her friend said that she swore that there was somebody on top of her trying to choke her and i don't paralysis yeah i don't know what exactly was going on at that time the worst but my mom said that they changed beds my mom of course is my mom immediately thinks it's superstitious it's a ghost Mm -hmm. and she thought they must not not must not like you because you're italian so let's switch beds (laughs) they don't like you dirty italians (laughs) So she's like, let's switch beds. No, my and then, <laughs> and then sure enough, the, the lady wasn't choked anymore. My mom wasn't choked either. So it must have worked. I'm telling you, they hate them Italians. <laughs> Ghosts. They do. I that's, why do. We, that's how we got the, the maluch is the maloik. You know, like Ronnie James Dio throws the oh, yeah, this. Yeah. Well, he's Italian. <laughs> And he's like, he got it from his grandma. It's a, to ward off the evil oh, eye. Oh, okay. Like, I, I grew up watching old ladies with their middle, you know, their first finger and their pinky, throwing at another lady across the street, and then he spit. Oh, wow. They'll spit. Now, like, I see you fucking with me. And they, it's like a field goal. And they'll spit between their fucking, the, the maluch, the, the metal horns, That's as everybody funny. knows. They, they spit it. Like, I got you. You ain't got nothing on me. Like... Uh. And it's just watching old ladies like have a like a throwdown in their spe- with their spirits wow. across the street. Yeah, yeah. it's an that old school thing. Real. Yeah. yeah. So whether it's of... real or not, they believe. It. <laughs> right. You know. There's a power in belief, man. Yeah. So then, after we um, moved, after my mom came to the U.S. and she met my dad, um, and there's two stories there. Is one. He's, she says they met at a bus stop. He says they met at a club where he was bartending. She so, felt sorry yeah. for him. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. But um, we, when we were living in Hollywood at the time um, on Carlton Way, she said she was home one night, and she was having her cup of tea, and she put it down on the table, and it just started spinning wildly. Wow. Like it would just move by itself. So that was that her other ghost story. And but did after, it was there any significance to it? Like did it like land on something? No, I mean, it just started no. just moving on its it own. It just started moving on its own like a ghost there. I have no idea. Wow. Um, could, I've could, only had that happen in, in Ouija board shit. It like, could yeah. it could have been connected maybe to the property. Yeah, yeah. it could have been, a yeah. Previous owner or something like that. Yeah, like get out of my house, like trying yeah. to freak you out, yeah. like yeah. beat it. Could be a number of things. Yeah. Maybe even even all the way back to the Native Americans. Yeah, that usually yeah. has significance. But I mean Yeah, because they protected they protected their hallowed lands with spirits. Yeah. That's no bullshit. Yeah. I, I experienced that firsthand. 
on the big island of Hawaii. Yeah, there's some great stories about oh that. Oh my God! Oh, but, well, well, let me let me hear <laughs> let me hear about it. I want to hear the story. Tell me some big big island shit. Okay, well, this was about 1986, the year that the space shuttle exploded. Oh, with uh, Krista McCullough. Yeah, yeah. Anyhow, we we were um, we were in Hilo. We were working on this movie called Black Widow, and uh, from our uh, hotel room, we could see uh, Mount uh, Kilauea erupting. Awesome sight! You, wow. I swear to God, you could see you could see the geyser of the uh, lava and the plumes. lava just you know belching. So anyhow, um, I guess it was uh, I forget, I forget what side Hilo's on, south side or something like that, maybe. But we were shooting at a location on, I believe it was the north side of the island as a, as a hotel. And it was, the hotel was built on an ancient Hawaiian King's private um, fishing lagoon. Never, never a good, never a good thing. No, I mean, because they, they protected, they protected all of that yeah. with spirits. And I swear it's real. I ventured out of my hotel room at nighttime. You know, there were there were other people around, and they were. You had to cross this bridge from the hotel side to enter the lagoon, right? Where the fishing uh, pond was. I swear to God, as soon as I started crossing that footbridge. The hackles on my neck oh. stood up, right? Always know. That's, that's the, that is the truest antenna of all antennas, man. It was like, there was like, yeah, it was like imminent danger, real imminent danger. You couldn't see it, but it was palpable and it was heavy. It was so thick. You yeah. could, you know. You could shake you, it. So, um, yeah. Yeah, you got. You know, I heard this. They, I listened they, to. They call it, you know, white-tailed deer. Oh, you know, yeah. Tell her. <laughs> the white tail goes up and they go running. That was me. <laughs> ran, all out. Way, ran all the way back to the room. Out. Tell, tell, <laughs> tell Tammy about the story when you were living on the island. Oh, and I was, uh, I was, the uh, little the little door or whatever. Yeah. Okay. So, um, my so, mom. Real my, quick though, do you, do you, did you grow up anywhere in Hawaii or? I lived there for a brief time when I was a uh, young teenager. Okay. Uh, I got in some trouble here, so. <laughs> yeah, you know. That sense of family in Hawaii. Um, anyhow, this was uh, on the uh, island of Kauai. Okay. And that was there, the first part that I, the first part of Hawaii that I visited. And uh, there was this village called Lihui. Yeah. Uh, that was one of the plantation villages. Sugarcane, right? Sugarcane, yeah. So, you know, you had, had all these immigrants from the Philippines, Korea, Japan, yeah. uh, Portugal, yeah. everywhere um, from around the world, you know, work in the fields right. plant, for the plantation. Yeah. Um, and my mom, she used to tell us stories of, uh, you know, th they didn't have any streetlights back then. Because right. this was like in the 1930s when right, she was right. a little girl. Um, but, you know, they, they had like, uh, I guess. Lanterns like or something? Really, yeah, like lanterns or maybe like a one. Like tiki bulbs, torches? A one bulb <laughs> a street light. Okay, or whatever, yeah. Whatever. But she used to tell stories of, uh, you know, you would see these shadows. Of these uh, Kanakas. That's what they called the native Hawaiians. You know, okay. it's kind of like a derogatory term. Right. But that's what everybody knew Especially the Especially in the as. 30s, you know, I mean. Kanakas, you yeah. know. But anyhow, you know, 
they would see they would see these shadows of these men coming back from the fields wow they would just see the shadows and there's nothing else stay away from the shadows kids and the derogatory term will get you (laughs) so um my my mom she came from a kind of large family Mm -hmm. um her parents immigrated to uh, uh, Kauai and Lihui to work the plantations. Right from the Philippines. From the Philippines, yeah. Right. So like, so like, uh, she was, she had a bunch of sisters. One of the one of the sisters died young. Yeah. Like in the nineteen thirties, when they were growing up. Yeah. Um, the reason I'm bringing that up is because there's like stories about these trees mm-hmm. in the rain. You would see like when it was raining, you would see these women dressed in kimonos sitting in the trees. Wow. Yeah. There, that's right there. Yeah. I mean. That almost, it, to me though, it's almost comforting. Like if I saw that, I'd be like, oh, at first. But I think I would be like, wow, it's, it's women in kimonos. Yeah, right? you know what I mean? Like I'd be like, I'm, I don't know if I would necessarily be afraid of that. But. Right. But. Here we go. Okay, so here it is. So the kids, all the kids, you know, they're playing baseball, you know one day and uh the ball ricocheted off one of the branches of the tree that these japanese women dressed in kimonos were sitting and uh she sustained a massive head injury wow Wow. and she passed away whoa yeah that's some heavy shit I don't know. And they're like, oh, it's all, it's all nice. Like right now I'm watching this series on uh, Epics called From, and it's the guys that did uh, Lost. And people from all over the United States are taking a wrong turn, and all of a sudden they're in this other dimension. Mm. So they're in this mm-hmm. thing, and there's like this, uh, only this sacred rock can keep these things away from you, which you think are very friendly. Like they'll be, be at your window, and you're like, hey, I'm your grandma, like, you know, whatever. And like, so they had to nail all the windows shut in these houses that they have there because kids will be like, grandma, and open the thing and they get in and, they, and it's a gory mess. Like they just fucking destroy everybody. Once they get in the house, they destroy everything. But it, it's that friendly atmosphere. And it's like where I would totally be dead, like in a yeah. second, because I'm that guy that, or, you know, that would totally... Be like, oh, it's a lady in a kimono dress. Do you need help right. down from the tree? Right. Like, yeah. like, and I'm exactly. dead. I'm, I'm dead because yeah. I just like oh, look. It, that reminds me of that that one movie, um, Black Sabbath. Did you mm. right? You remember that that movie? And it's got that three shows. And there's the um, the little zombie kid or the vampire kid who's at the window, and it's like oh, that was Salem's Lot. No, well, there's that, and that one, we actually, that, my mom used to, we used to, my mom babysat that kid. Oh, really? The, the kid who was floating in the window? Right, yeah. This is what I love about Los Angeles, especially people who grew up in Hollywood. It's like, oh, because my friend Jessie Deluxe, I gave her her first show at the garage. Her mom was the lady in Phantasm that was like the one, it was like the super hot blonde that everybody's like, oh, yeah. And they go after her, and she takes them out. And there's her mom, I'm like, your mom's... The purple lady in, in Vanda. She's like, oh, yeah, that's my mom. I'm like, right. she's like a horror icon. You know, like, just, I love Los Angeles. Yeah, it was the, the floating that. kid. My mom, we, we babe, my mom babysat him. He would be at the house all the time. But um, it's, it's, what were they called? I can't remember what they were called. But it was, yeah, it was your family comes. You think it's your family. You're going to open the doors to them. And then next and thing then, you know, you're a blood sucker. Yeah. Right. Listeners out there, if you know the definition of that, Google that shit. Let us know. <laughs> Because I'm going to Google it and oh, edit the hell out of this and put it in there. Be like, that is called. <laughs> there are portals all over. Well, you know, they say that's Bigfoot. 
Bigfoot is an interdimensional traveler. Yeah. That is why no one ever can see him. There's no body. There's no Bigfoot bodies. Yeah. You can see him all over the place. There's lots of Bigfoots. They just don't die here. Don't commit. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, that's yeah, what there's, they say. Yeah, there's like a... Uh... Yeah, uh, UFO. Yeah, there's a UFO there. connection to the Bigfoots and whatever. So I mean, yeah. I want to believe it because I just love weird shit. I mean, it's unexplainable. I mean, they said they proved that it was a lie of the first uh, oh. video. You know, apparent, mm. apparently. Okay. But you know, there's, there's also that. That's there. there there's know, also the talk <clears throat> of you know government being like, hey. Make that a lie when here's, you know, a Chris Cole yeah, fucking there's, 20 there's grand. Yeah, there's too many, there's too many. There's too many stories. Too yeah. many stories. Right. Yeah. Truth or lie. Yeah. But you got to meet somewhere in the middle. Here's what it's I It's not all made up. I want to talk to truck drivers because I, I got my CDL license and was truck driving for a hot second. And like having to do it with a team and weird strangers, I don't like it. But... It was interesting. And then I ended up doing, uh, through COVID, long haul driving with uh, cargo vans just by myself. You'd see weird stuff. And especially when you're like driving hours at two in the morning, you know, to to sunlight and you're seeing stuff. I would like look down, I looked up. And there was like, it looked like my dog Shorty, which was a Corgi Pitbull mix. So it looked like that, but it had antlers. And I was like, maybe I need to go to sleep. Maybe I'm tripping. But I saw that. I just saw its ass like take off. I was like, is that a small deer? But a deer wouldn't have that big of a rack of antlers. So I mean, like I've seen that. That's some weird shit. And I can't explain that. And I'm like, is that the Chupacabra? Right. Because it was in Texas. I don't know. You know, I mean, there's things, you know, then again, I mean, you know, I was driving on a lot, (laughs) not much sleep. There could be things like that. I don't think I've ever seen any, I don't think I've ever seen, like, anything weird while I've been awake. But you were talking about what you were saying with your mom and her friends switching beds. And sleep paralysis, I've had twice. Yeah, and I had one sleep paralysis. I don't know if it was because whatever it was. What did it look like? It was a big black mass, but it spoke to me. What did it say? What do I get if I show myself? Ooh. Ooh, okay. dude. That me, right? <laughs> oh. That gives me chills. Ah. <laughs> Fuck, that's really fucking creepy shit. <laughs> Yeah, well, mine was pretty fucking gnarly. It's like, you know, they usually say it's uh, men in black hats, mm. a cat, or the hag. I get the fucking hag. That bitch fucked me up twice. One, I was staying at my friend Carrie's house in the valley, and I was walking to the bathroom, and I looked to the right, which is a hall that goes to her bedroom, and there was this, like, Reagan from Exorcist-looking right. chick sitting on the floor with her hands at her face laughing. And I was like, what the fuck? And she just kept looking at me and laughing. And I, and immediately my fucking butchy, tough guy fucking shit kicks in. And I ran at her to punch her in the face, and she jumped in my mouth, and I woke up. Oh. <laughs> like fucking freaking out. Oh. That, so two, three years later pass, I was working EDC or not EDC, something insomniac and uh, related, which is like the EDM dance music shit, in San Bernardino, and I was staying in a hotel, and she came back, and she was at the foot of my bed, and she was laughing. Same Same fucking chick. At the straggly hair, almost like the ring, a cross between the ring-looking chick and Mm -hmm. and Reagan from The Exorcist, which scared the shit out of me as a kid. Yeah. And I get, like, this thing of, like, when I get really scared in my dreams, like, I can react. I'm like, don't let it scare you. You fucking, you fucking take it on. You get it. You go for it, you know. And usually it's, like, swinging in slow motion. Or if you try running, you go, it doesn't work. It's all that dream stuff always happens to me. So she's at the foot of my bed laughing at me. And I was like, fuck this bitch. I put her in a headlock. And she goes, you think you're awake. (laughs) 
<laughs> and I, that's when I woke up like, <gasps> and I looked at the bottom of the bed because she was sitting right. at the bottom of the bed. It wasn't like she was in front of me. It's like I heard her laughing and I creeped to the bottom of the bed and there she was with her back, like looking up at the bed when I was on top of the bed and she was there and I was like, fuck you, put you in a headlock. And she just wow. started, and she just kept laughing. She goes, you think you're awake. Okay. Wow. Well, I wow. did. <laughs> yeah. So my, my, sleep, my sleep paralysis thing that <laughs> kind of really scared me is no one talked to me, but I, I felt like, okay, I could, I was dreaming. I felt I couldn't move. I could see like the way the room was, the way the light was coming in from the moon and so on. And my head all of a sudden, like it felt like it just, like was pulled back uh-huh. and then all this like kind of like like I don't know fizz or whatever started coming out of my mouth like and I had this feeling like if I don't wake up right now I'm going to become possessed by the devil and so then I just I forced myself to wake up and then the room was exactly how it was like in the dream in the dream and that just kind of has always like that's always stayed with me that particular dream has always stayed with me yeah. oh so um, <clears throat> um the the back story or the pre-story to the one that i told you about the sleep paralysis mm. i'm not sure it was I, it could have been i was sleeping next to my ex-girlfriend at the time mm-hmm. and uh I was trying to scream, make any kind of noise. She's right next to me. Right. I couldn't move. I couldn't Mm. do anything. She that's sleep paralysis, man. When I spoke to her later, when I spoke to her after, it was like a day later. um, We were talking about what happened, and right before that thing got a hold of me and whispered to me. We, we both looked in the corner of a room oh, yeah. and it, it was like this little gargoyle thing in the corner. Just watching This us. sounds familiar. You like, I feel that. like <clears throat> I've heard, as I listen to all these podcasts of ghost stories and paranormal activity and stuff, that's not the first time I heard that. Yeah. Hmm. It's pretty- and that's weird that, like, it's little and it's in the corner yeah. and then... That happens. That's yeah. not the first time I heard that. I can't remember what podcast. Probably Bigfoot Collectors Club or something like that. But there's been stories of that. That that's yeah. you're not, again not the only one. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it gives it a little bit of right. solitude. You know, a little little more. You know, when you're not. That's not the only time you've heard that story. Right. That that, that it's it, a phenomenon that's happened to other people. So you sure. think there has to be something there because these people yeah. don't know each other. Right. How are they experiencing yeah. this same yeah. thing? Right. Yeah. So, that's yeah. what uh, there's a, a series on Netflix called Census Census Eight or Sense Eight, and it's eight. They call them clusters. They're eight people that have these connections, and one's in Iceland, one's uh, in a Mexican actor in Mexico, one's a bus driver in Africa, and one's a cop in Chicago. Kid in Iceland's a DJ. I mean, they're like all over the place, like oh, whatever, but they have like this connection that brings them together somehow. Uh-huh. Once they unlock, like, why do I keep seeing this person? Or why do I have these dreams that I'm a bus driver in Africa when I'm a DJ in Iceland? Right. You know, like there's all these things that happen and you hear of that i mean like for one uh uh astral projection has happened to me twice mm. that i have i have definitely left and it happened to me when i was small they always happened to me when i was little do you do you have are you sensitive uh very i i i think so because of this because mm-hmm. when i was a kid we grew up in the projects we grew up in crestview gardens in newcastle we, you know, our parents would be like, yeah, you guys go camping. It's like set up your t- tents in the backyard, you know. So we would do that. But I, when I was a kid, I fell asleep in the tent and I came out of the tent. And I'm like, I've seen all the, fr- I knew where Bubs's Frisbee was. I knew because I seen the tops of the projects. I've seen them. And there's, you know, baseball bats and boomerangs and all the kites, all the shit that you played with when you were kids. I seen all the shit on top. So I knew where their shit was. 
I was like, I know where your frisbee is, and all this and that. Like you know, like I've seen it, wow. and it was there. And I know that that astral projection is a real fucking thing because of that night. It happened again, but it freaked me out so because it scares me. Because you're like, right. I you're like in a like you're no gravity. I can't get back to myself. And when you're a little kid, wow. that's fucking and so terrifying. You're weightless, kind of. You know. And then there was a movie that came out called uh, Insidious. That movie scared that. the shit out of me because that's what happened to that dude when he was a kid. And he brought back this fucking demon because he was a little kid. And, like, you bring that shit back. Yeah. We saw that movie, but I, I can't really remember too much about it. You know, you, you it's know who astral else? projection, okay. more or less. You know, who, uh, Shirley MacLaine. Yes. Shirley MacLaine wrote, like, six books. Yeah. On, and she's I, I mean, a writer, space yeah. traveler. Totally. Yeah. She's been, you know, an heiress in this place and something in Egypt. She's She's got a lot of stuff, huh. which, yeah. funny you should say that, I'm kind of like looking, like I look and use bookstores for Shirley McLean books yeah. now because I want to, <laughs> I want to like hear what she's got to say because I don't think she's too crazy. And the other chick, the chick that was in Taxi. A Jodie Foster? No, not, that was Taxi Driver, the oh. TV series Taxi. Oh, um, that's right. Jen. She was like hot with the fucking guy that ended up being the, the hick, hickey or whatever in uh, Greece. And he right, was right. A, you know what I'm talking about? Right, yeah. Anyways, that chick, she, you could say a day, I don't know how it works, uh, 1956, what day was August 30th in 1956? She'll be like, that was a Thursday. And she knows it. Wow. Who's, who, who is this? Who's yeah, she I'm was an actress. Look yeah, Let's look see. it up. Google that shit. She can it. tell you, like, you'll be like, um, you know, February 3rd, 1983. She'll be like, that was a Wednesday. And just knows it. What, was it just uh, like, that's Danny it. DeVito's girlfriend? Oh, Mary, Mary Lou Henner. Mary Lou oh, Henner. Mary Lou Henner. Wow. She can tell you what day, the day of the week of whatever year and date that you present. Like, within seconds. It's it's a trip, yeah. I mean, so I mean, there's and everybody thinks they're quacks, whatever. But Jeep is dead on, and nobody can really explain it. There's also like you know, there's idiot savants, like you know, the people that are born fucking weird, but they can draw this entire room to a fucking T, and but can't speak, things like that. But then there's also I can't remember what the actual term is. People that hit their head, that become idiot savant, but with all their natural things. There was a guy that was getting drunk at a pool party and he dove for a football and he smacked his head and they had taken the emergency room, cut his head open, you know, blood, the whole nine. Gets, you know, his shit, he was a, he's a concert pianist. He was like party dude, fucking football yeah, guy. And now he he's a fucking concert <laughs> pianist. Wow. I mean, there's been a, a couple of things like that. That's like weird. Well, there's one dude that is driving him insane that he hit his head and he's such a mathematician it's driving him nuts. That it's like he can't stop fucking configuring numbers. Wow. So, like, there's there's things that can happen. But head trauma is a pretty big deal, man. Like, yeah. uh, you know, in, in that sense. If you are so lucky or unlucky to catch whatever happens when you get knocked in the head pretty hard, you know. <laughs> right, because there's, like, you might become a concert pianist. Yeah. Or you might just, just You not... might just become an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, you, right, wow. You might just stutter a whole lot. <laughs> right, wow, that's crazy. So, I mean, there's, like, the weird, it's weird phenomenon. Like, how do you yeah. fucking explain that? I mean, there's always that, like, oh, you only use 10% of your brain and, you know, unlocking things like you know i'm like well did that just did that hit that 10 percent right. just right you know yeah i mean i knew a kid that fell out of a window and his eyeball popped out of his head tony orlando shout out <laughs> and they put his homies were drunks they're trying to break into their school in the high school and they were like fuck just push his eye back in they pushed it back in perfectly he went to the, <laughs> the doctor and he got blood coming out of there oh and, and they were like you're all right. Like, I don't know what they did, but you're okay. You want me to say I mean, like, lottery chances yeah. and shit. Like, you know, there's there's just weird stuff. And that's what I love to talk about. I want to yeah. talk about the weirdest shit. And, like, you know, 
ghost stories and things right. like that. You know, well, like I know, um, it's like for my dad when he was little, he I don't know what he did, but he got in trouble, and he's from Mexico, and so they were living on this ranch in this you know little puebla. In, in Mexico, and he got in trouble, so he wasn't allowed to go to church on some special day, and I don't know how, but he ended up in a barn, and I guess the neighbor heard him yelling, El Diablo, El Diablo, right? Is that, that's whatever, yeah. Yeah, well, wait. So, yeah. and the neighbor came over, and somehow my father said something about there was some fire in the barn but there was no sign of a fire in the barn but he was pointing to an area that that's where el diablo was and for some reason they decided to start digging in that area oh is this when they found the gold they found a bunch of gold like spanish gold there wow yeah wow that's a trip yeah that's pretty heavy okay so we had to switch gears had to go into a thing that always triggers me and that would be getting into mental illness and dementia when there's uh, people with dementia or schizophrenia or something i'm like those motherfuckers are seeing some shit that we are not seeing i'm not i mean clearly i mean yeah they're mentally unstable I guess I mean but they just don't know maybe they're seeing shit and they just don't know what to do with it you know I don't I I just feel like there's something there to it my grandmother had dementia and Alzheimer's it's kind of common for those to coincide Mm -hmm. is a trip is my mom was like your grandma's not answering the phone I'm going over there it's dead of winter it's like below zero Pittsburgh gets ridiculously cold well Newcastle Pennsylvania gets ridiculously cold she goes over it's like you know mom my mom's loud as hell so she's ma all over the place and she gets in the house and knocking the snow off her shoes and she she can still see her breath in the house she's like what the fuck is happening in here she has all the windows open in the house and who knows how long those windows have been open my mom's like where the fuck is my mom and why are these windows open my grandma's shivering on her on her bed and she's like tell them all to go tell them all to leave i want them out of here my mom's like who what the fuck are you talking about she's like they were in here and everybody was in here and he was smoking that pipe and i don't like the pipe i don't i don't want i don't want him in here and I was like, mm-hmm. okay, great. What the fuck is happening? Like, she's clearly off her rocker. And she's getting her coat. And it's like, I got to take her to the hospital. Like, got to figure out what's up. And she's like, I just hope that little girl with the old lady with no feet comes back. I just don't want that old woman with no feet and that little girl. I don't like them. So and we were like, what's up? So, <laughs> now, this is when I, I was living here in, in California. So my mom's like, Grandma's got dementia. Like, can you just come home? Like, this is a big deal. So I get there, and she keeps referring to me as him. Like she, my mom keeps trying to uh, correct her, you know, grammar on, you know, calling me by gender and whatever. And I'm like, just let her keep. She keeps like, she's like, I'm going with him. She kept grabbing my arm and referring to me as male. And I was just like, no, I'm just let her go. I mean, who cares? And whatever's, and this was that, and we ended up taking her home, and she'd have night terrors that took the skin off my body. Like, I would hear her scream, and I was like, Jesus Christ, like, it was just insane, this stuff was going down. Meanwhile, we sell her house to my friend Ben for, like, maybe $20,000. I mean, it was, like, stupid. We left everything in the house. We're like, just give us the fuck of Ben. Like, I mean, like, whatever's. And uh, I go over to visit him. And we're smoking bomb rips and we're getting really fucked up. And this chick's all, you know, this place is haunted. And I'm like, not shocked. This place, the, the basement looks like uh, the Evil Dead cellar. I may have talked about this on one of the other podcasts. So I'm kind of like, I don't want to be too repeaty. But we went out. He was like, you know, well, they're in the, ba- or in the attic. They found these uh, flags that have 48 stars on them. I'm all, attic? There's no attic in this house. There's a second level. That's it. And he's like, no, there's a fucking crawl space. Let's go check it out. And I'm like, all right. Like, you're fucking with me because we're high. Like, 
I get up there and he's like, hey, look at these, like, you know, flags, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, check out these old tiny pictures. There's a guy smoking a pipe, people, 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 old lady in a wheelchair, a little girl at her fucking side. No legs. So. So, no lady with no, no legs. No, no feet. No feet. Right? No feet, she, yeah. She's in a wheelchair. Wow. And there's a little girl. Right so, there. I about jumped out of my fucking skin. Wow. I'm trying to fucking tell him. And he's like, oh, what you're saying? I'm like, oh, this is my grandma. And he's like, what? And I wow. finally calm down, tell him. I call my mom. And I'm all, mommy, like, Ben's got these, you know, pictures that were in the attic. She's like, there's no attic. And I was like, I know. I said the same thing. Anyways, these are the pictures. And she's all, and I'm a mom. She's all, I'm going to bring the pictures over. She's like, don't you fucking dare bring those pictures yeah. over here. You keep them with Ben. Yeah. <laughs> Just leave it be. He can so, have those. Yeah. I'm curious. Was was your grandmother, was she a medium? I think she, well, she would always say weird shit. Like, you know, she'd be like, them colored kids are out in the back, you know, in the, in the, in the well. And I'm like, grandma, you don't have a well. Long time ago, she did. Yeah, she was just she was like, I see those old colored kids running down there. And I'm like, will you please stop saying colored kids? But you know, I'm, I'm pretty, yeah, it sounded like she might have been a medium. I think she was. She did. She and had then some... she contracted Alzheimer's and, and dementia. And that's and I think that might be a thing for a lot of people that have you know mental illness. Not that they're necessary. I mean, I do think there is mental illness. Don't get me wrong. Please don't fucking think that I don't know that. But I think there's sometimes... There's like a veil that kind of is open. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for sure. I'm not disclaiming that there's mental illness. Yeah, I totally believe that. Sometimes there's a tear in the fabric that separates our worlds. I agree. And you can get a glimpse. And I sometimes th- they come for a visit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I see my dead dad in my dreams every time, and I'm always mad at him. Oh. And he's always doing something to piss me off. So, yeah. about uh, what seven years ago, my father passed away. Uh-huh. Um, I I had this feeling, you know. Right. So. I did a search, and I found him, and so we went to the cemetery, <clears throat> you know, and, uh, you know, I just wanted to pay my respects to him. Yeah. So, we, you know, we were still living in Northridge at the time, and uh, a couple of days later, what Yeah, I, I had a sense that it felt like <clears throat> Daniel had, like, you know... I felt like he was in the bed and he put his arm around me and then I woke up and he wasn't there and it was like and Dan was like no I wasn't I wasn't there um and we I just felt like it must have been his dad then because it was it felt so much like Daniel but it wasn't Daniel in the bed that's not the first time I've heard that yeah. story also. My and friend Danielle, uh, who used to date uh, Marion, who was a singer for the Insaints. Mm-hmm. You're San Francisco punk rocker, California. Insaints were kind of a, a big deal back in the day. And when Marion died, like, Danielle was like, I can feel that, like, hug in, in, in my sleep sometimes. But it was weird because I'd never met his father. No. Wow, okay. I'd never met his father. So that's, that's different than strange. having, like, your girlfriend die. Yeah, <laughs> so I'd, I'd never met his father, but it felt so much like Daniel in the bed, but he wasn't in the bed. And I s- Okay, so you got this picture, which I'm probably going to put up on my page for this. Yeah, and so I, I snapped that picture... I think a dare. Can you describe it a little bit just for, you know, audio sake? Um, Well. What is that? Is that a safe? What is that? Yeah, that's a safe. Okay. Um, It was in our small little closet in North Yeah, so I don't know. I I don't know why I snapped this photo. But when I checked it, that's what I found. You have no idea why you took a picture of that safe. No, I mean, it's like, yeah. We, we've had that safe forever, and I, that's the only time he took a picture of it. I get that. When I moved 
to Pennsylvania. Uh, God, that was a So I go on a little bit of a drunken tangent there, and I had to cut it out because it wasn't making too much sense. Amen for editing. Then I go into it a little bit more about intuition, how sometimes you do things, you don't know why you're doing them, and then it all makes sense when something happens and you were there. Or you have the intuition something bad is going to happen or about bad people. In my case, I knew my dad was going to die and I moved. But I didn't know. But I did know. You know what I mean? You know what's up. Anyway, got the house and I, I don't know why I moved home. Everybody's like, why are you moving to Pennsylvania? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I have to go. Got enough to get all my shit and go back home. I got home. My dad's like, I got you. I put a payment down the house because you said you wanted to move back home. Anyway, get the house. Within six months, he was dead. So it's like, everybody's like, why are you moving to middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania from LA after you left there? Like, what's, I'm like, I have no idea. I don't know why I'm leaving. I have no idea. I just got to do it. I have to do it. And then I, I, I really think there's, there's, times that your mind tells you something like there's times like right you're that's sixth sense baby yeah you're at a stop sign and you're thinking like i'm not gonna leave right away when the light turns red right i'm gonna just stay a second and then sure enough next thing you know there is a car speeding through the light there are there's that one time i was driving from san francisco to sacramento um, and i'm on the 80 driving along and this voice tells me slow down a little bit go down to like 70 miles an hour and I do that and then within a couple of seconds later there is a car swerves into a big rig the big rig goes across all lanes hits another car and this all happens right in front of me where if I had not slowed down, mm. I would have been directly involved in that. But I was able to slow down. Luckily, nobody was hurt, and I was then able to continue on my way. So there's weird things where your mind, somehow, I always feel it's a guardian angel. Yeah. Is telling me things. Yeah. You know? I, I believe in the guardian angels. So I just... just Little things like that. And then when you had your motorcycle crash, right? Mm-hmm. I was thinking, I need to drive Daniel today. I need to drive him to school today. But I ignored that, and sure enough, he was in a motorcycle crash that day. That's weird that Taylor Hawkins died today. For some reason, I was thinking about that dude a lot this entire oh, week. Wow. Like, you know, I've driven him once, as I, that's what I do. As drive all these rocks. Are you a medium? I don't know. I think you might be. There might be something. There's I. Well, here's. A, you know. You know. It runs. Family. In the families, uh, you might have picked it up from. My mother is epic antenna. Like when she doesn't like one of our friends, every single time she's right, they do something <laughs> fucked up every time. She has. She's I told o for so. o. Like she's. You know, my mom's Syrian, my dad's Italian, my dad, he don't, he has no time for this bullshit. Mm. Well, he had no time for this bullshit. My mom, like, she would, you know, like, I'd come home at two in the morning, and she'd, like, be waking up with her big titties swinging in her nightgown and putting on her glasses. Damn, is that you? Oh, my God, I just want to let you know. If I, if I disappear, I'd never leave you and your brother. The aliens took me. She's, she's all into that. And like, we have wow. Egyptian shit all over the house. Mother Mary shit all over yeah. the house. You know, there's definitely some of that that's, uh, that's going on. Yeah. Well, I remember one time when I was young, I was, I remember I was sleeping and I was very cold and I felt like, you know, I heard a voice say, are you cold Adriana? 
And I said, yes. And then I felt like this warmth come over me. And then I, so I thought somebody had put a blanket on me. Mm-hmm. My dad's a bartender, so I thought maybe it was him. He'd come home from work late at night, came in, put the blanket over me. Yeah. But it didn't sound like him. Right. Wake up the next morning, there's no extra blanket on top of me. So I went and, and asked my mom if she had put a blanket on me and then had taken off. And she said no, and I told her what had happened. She's just like, matter of fact, oh, that was your grandfather that came to visit you. I love that they're just like, oh, it's happening. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I have a question for you. Have you ever seen your grandfather? Have you ever seen a dead relative? I've never seen a dead relative. I met my grandfather when I was 18 months. I don't remember him at all. But I do know from what my mom told me that he adored me because um, we had traveled to Ireland. And um, so I always, I just always feel like he's my guardian angel. Well, that's pretty good. Yeah. I don't have this. I don't, I, my uh, dad's grandfather, or his father, my grandfather, he died when I was like six. And the only word that I ever understood that he said was no. And my mom's father was not a nice guy and I never met him he donated his body to science which was oh, wow. really well, that's weird. always interesting yeah I think yeah. Like people donate but I just I just find it really interesting of like uh, like kids usually see a, a grandparent that they, they've had some kind of connection with I've never had a connection with my my grandfather's yeah. grandmother one I have but I don't they always see the grandfather it's usually a male child that sees a grandparent male or female and it's always in a closet hmm. uh, my good friend Bubs when he was a kid I don't know when we were single digits of age get scared the shit out of his mom because he's like mom give me the flashlight grandpa's in the closet like woke her up like he's seen her and my cousin did the same thing when my grandmother died yeah, I, I didn't really know either of my parents cause they, or my grandparents because they lived in other countries. Mm. My mom's parents, you know, my, grand, my maternal grandparents were in Ireland. My paternal ones were in Mexico. Mm-hmm. And then while I may have seen them a little bit more over the years, and probably less than 10 times, and they only spoke Spanish, and right. I didn't really speak Spanish. Yeah, you got your Spanglish. Yeah. Um, but... Um, I just have always felt that of all of them, it was always my grandfather who was the guardian angel. Yeah, well, you feel it, you know it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's Strange. a trip. Yeah. Well, man, we got to get wrap it up right now. We might come back for a part two. But let's do a little time out. Okay. And that's it for Adriana and Gus for cool. Werewolf Radio and Ghost Stories by the Fire in Thousand Oaks. kids ghost stories from around the world stories of dementia stories of ghosts in the United States let's hear it for Gus and Annie giving us some rad stories let's give it up for Billy Norco and his werewolf radio tags that he made for us here at werewolf radio thanks Billy Norco and Yours truly, T-Magic's music, throughout the whole thing, intro and intro. If you have a weird story that you'd like to share, or if you'd like to be a guest on Werewolf Radio, hit us up at W-H-E-R-E-W-O-L-F. Radio 777 at gmail.com. That is Werewolf Radio 777 at gmail.com. Hello!